Multnomah County has two initiatives in development that will provide preschool for all children. Today, we will be focusing in on the Universal Preschool Now initiative. Dr. Mary King is a professor of economics emerita and the former president of the full-time faculty union at Portland State University. She is here now with an update on the Universal Preschool Now initiative. Welcome back, Dr. King. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So last time you joined us, the campaign was focused on gathering enough signatures to get on the ballot. That deadline has now passed. What's the update on your signature gathering efforts? Oh, my gosh. You can't believe it. We turned in an estimated 32,356 signatures in a pandemic. And uh, what we need out of that is for about 22,500 to be valid. So we have very high hopes. We'll have a high validity ratio. We have so many volunteers collecting that we you know, fingers crossed, should be in good shape to be on the ballot in November. So you said it, you've done this amidst a global pandemic and also a later start than maybe some of the other ballot initiatives. How did you get it done? It's just been a remarkable groundswell upsurge of a volunteer effort. So many people connect with this issue. It's amazing and wanted to work on it even in a pandemic. So we had lots of people gathering small numbers of signatures just from friends and family. We had over 600 people ended up circulating petitions, 2,000 people sending in single signature petitions, Mm. and other uh, people who felt themselves to be low risk, you know, out in masks with hand sanitizers, and a lot of people doing the kind of thing where they were had a table at the end of their driveway if they had a fair amount of foot traffic and sitting on their front steps and watching their kids in the front yard and speaking with passers-by who signed. Wow. So this also speaks to the coalition that you've built around this particular initiative. Who are some of those members that have helped you get farther out into communities and therefore have this successful signature gathering initiative? Well, there have been so many, but a really standout group member of the coalition in these terms has been the Portland Public School teachers Mm. who are so aware of the big difference that preschool makes and want to have it for every child. And they stepped up like crazy. They text bank, they phone bank, they mobilize their members and really spread out around the county, and mm-hmm. we were joined as well by teachers in David Douglas, in Reynolds, and in Park Rose. And teachers are based in the community and totally persuaded. That's that's great. Is there anyone that's in opposition to this initiative? Well, it looks, I think, like the Portland Business Alliance is in opposition. They have uh, appeared to fund legal challenges, which as you mentioned, really slowed us down and cut into the amount of time that we had to gather signatures. So mm-hmm. The problem is, you know, uh, our system allows legal challenges, but there's no penalty for bringing ones that turn out to be baseless, and they cost us a couple of months at least mm-hmm. with challenges then were almost entirely dismissed. 
And so for, for those listeners who haven't been following this closely, what is their legal challenge? Well, they've been ended, but they brought a constitutional challenge that, um, oh, goodness sakes, you know, I haven't been thinking about this for a little while, but some of the issues you think you cannot be seriously making this argument, things like, well, you can't call it universal preschool, even though that is the term everybody uses to talk about it in academic research or policy circles, that's what it's called. I said, but no, that's political language and it's loaded. So it's like having a slogan like right to work or something, you know. And they it was just it it was it appeared to be mostly driven by an effort to slow us down and prevent us from gathering signatures. Mm. Now obviously there your next steps, I hope, are, are celebrating this momentous uh, effort and waiting for the results from the signature accounts. But what do the next few months look like for the campaign? Where will you be focusing your attention and energy? Well, there are several things we need to be doing, although this has been such a big collective effort by so many volunteers that we have to take a breath and really refine our strategy because it just was not at all clear we were going to be able to do it. But it really surpassed everybody's expectations. And the next steps will be reaching out to, you know, all the people who helped us collect those signatures in order to continue to reach out and expand and educate people and plug in for aiming toward getting out the vote and building an even better base will be... Um, I think that's probably the mm-hmm. the biggest focus right there, getting our message out to more people and expanding our reach. So this, you are one of two preschool-focused initiatives. Is it possible that both will be on the ballot in November? That's a possibility, and I don't think it's a possibility that anyone is hopeful will happen. Mm. I think uh, a lot of us are hoping that we can come together to put the single strongest possible ballot measure on and to work together. We have a lot of shared values and goals, Mm -hmm. and that's where I'm hopeful we'll end up. And what are the marked differences between your effort, Universal Preschool Now, versus Preschool for All, which is the effort that is being led by Jessica Vega-Peterson? Well, it's we can't say definitively because they are still in planning and development, mm-hmm. whereas we, you know, needed to put our ballot measure into language in order to gather signatures. They don't have to go through the signature gathering process. They can refer it to the ballot with the vote of the county commissioners. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's sort of a funny circumstance. Personally, I am participating in both groups. And the way that I tell people about it is I have a foot in one campaign and the rest of my body in the other. But both groups want uh, have a huge agreement on what kind of a program is needed. But the big difference is, I think the single biggest difference is whether or not we truly commit to raising the money to create a universal preschool program 
available to every family in the county who wants it for two years. You know, and the ideas of how high quality and all the other attributes are things we agree on. Mm-hmm. But the so far, the funding mechanisms that they have been thinking about would pay to cover about a third to a half of the kids and with the hope of them later building and expanding into a universal program. So that's that's by far the largest difference between us. And we know that uh, certainly the early childhood people are quick to tell you that universal programs have the strongest outcomes for everybody. They do the most to reduce opportunity gaps for black and brown kids and for kids from low-income households. They receive the most political support and therefore get the most sustainable funding. They build community and are, you know, highly accountable to the public, whereas smaller programs that are more targeted uh, tend to be underfunded. And if you look, the big example of that is Head Start, which is a very popular and well-respected program at one level, but it's aimed only at families below the federal poverty line, which is quite low. That's incomes for a family of four before taxes of something like 25000 a year. So a lot of people are struggling who are not under the federal poverty line. But even of kids and families under the federal poverty line eligible for Head Start, we only serve 30% in Multnomah County because we don't fund it. And Head Start's been going for 55 years. Mm-hmm. So those are the reasons that we think it's so important to have a universal program and to take that on now. What personally drew you to this effort? Well, I'm an economist and... You know, a lot of people are drawn to economics because they want to do something about poverty and economic inequality. And that's true for me. And Mm -hmm. the thing about uh, policy like universal preschool is it hits on so many elements. It uh, reduces poverty. It improves life chances for the kids who participate, for their parents who can work more and get more training and then better support the family and the kids go on to earn more, go to college more, graduate high school more, all those things. It reduces inequality because of that, so it's raising incomes at the bottom. And then it also uh, markedly is a strong program for racial justice because black and brown kids arrive in kindergarten with having had much less ability to go to a strong preschool program and it's so important what you I mean it turns out to be that that transition coming into kindergarten is just critically important for your success through the rest of your K through 12 career so kids who come in with the advantage of the gains they make in social and emotional development particularly it's not about academics it's really about social and emotional development Mm. and then they're able to thrive in the kindergarten first and second grade classroom so it's the to be able to provide that for kids who don't have it now means that it's a 
strong um, policy for racial justice. It's a strong policy for gender justice as well because uh, we've included elements for raising the wages in preschool and childcare, which are very close to the minimum wage right now. People cannot support their families. They, my own sister, loved preschool, got a degree in uh, early childhood education, and like practically everyone else who does, left the field before she was in her mid-20s because you can't support a family, and it's hard to support yourself, especially in a place like Multnomah County with high housing costs. So they're they're almost entirely women, and it's women whose um, ability to work and stay out of poverty themselves is most hampered by lack of access to affordable preschool. And it's economic justice because these are these things all fall along economic lines. And as somebody in our campaign said, you go, it's so felt by parents the difficulty of paying for and finding really good care and preschool for their kids and to have it publicly provided, as is the case in a lot of uh, other places. As she put it in a meeting last night, she said, that's a $10,000 raise for every family of a preschooler right there. Mm. I think that is true. So it's really, it just, for me, it is one of those um, policies that has so many strong aspects. I mean, it's really strong for economic development. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things you can do for your local economy, regardless of whether you have children or are even ever able to participate in it, because it pushes up property values and wages, period. Mm-hmm. Just the, you know, the sort of spin-off consequences. So it's, from the point of view of economists, I can tell you I told uh, my colleagues that I used to work with, and they started gathering signatures and donating to the campaign. Mm. Now, your initiative is called Universal Preschool Now. Gives it a sense of urgency. It needs to happen now. Why now? Why hasn't this passed in the past? Well, that's a good question. I think somehow other things appeared urgent, and it's also a matter of who has dominated our Congress and legislators and all that kind of thing and our political funding organizations and they were not necessarily people who were really feeling the impact of not being able to pay for this kind of thing. So that's the case. But then if you think about the awareness that both the pandemic and the movement for black lives have brought to this moment, I think people are really clear. I mean, people people who can work from home are finding they need to be, of course, watching their kids and helping them with their schoolwork while they're also trying to do their jobs. People who do uh, child care, apart from care for essential workers, are unemployed, laid off, as is everybody who's in face-to-face service work. Mm-hmm. And certainly the, the movement for black lives has really highlighted for everybody the systemic oppression of black and brown people and people are looking and hungry for solutions for something big and bold 
and doable. This is locally doable. So it's a step that people can take in their community to start to decrease these um, inequities. And for that reason, it's just a powerfully um, motivating. Mm. Dr. King, how can listeners support this work? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> I often forget to mention but we really, really, uh, we're a people-powered organization and people-powered funded, and we would love your participation. I, uh, I am, you know, speaking for it, but we have just, so many volunteers and jobs for volunteers. We really need to expand that effort. If people would go to our website, the website is upnow2020.org. So it's upnow2020.org. And there you can learn more about the program. You can uh, put in your name and contact info and get on our mailing list. We'll be contacting you about parent groups and provider groups and other ways to engage. And here's a really fun thing you can do. A lot of businesses participated, small local businesses especially, with, and I just forgot to mention that, how did we do it, and supported um, a Saturday of signature drives, many of them giving part of their revenues and uh, Juan, the Unicorn Bake Shop, is offering for sale a universal preschool cookie featuring peanut butter and yummy. <laughs> it's vegan PBJ cookies and part of the money goes to the campaign so you can run over and get your PBJ cookies and I can tell you that their cookies are also delicious. <laughs> and uh, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. This is absolutely a grassroots community effort. And so many people are powerfully contributing whose work is never seen. You know, we're doing data entry and we're mailing things and there's just so much work to do. Mm. Oh, the other thing is we really would like to get out and speak to any group you're part of. And by that I mean, you know, have a Zoom call <laughs> and if whether that's uh PTA or church group or a book club or a union or any other kind of group you're part of who you think people would other people would also be interested in hearing this and helping we'd love to be in touch excellent dr king thank you so much for joining us this morning and giving us the update oh you're welcome thanks for giving me the opportunity we look forward to more updates in the future Oh, yes, ma'am, I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. That's Dr. Mary King, spokesperson for Universal Preschool Now. You can find out more information about this initiative at upnow2020.org. You're listening to X-Ray, where radio is yours.